0: least for now we've got baseball we'll see what happens here in a week but of course i'm eric Crane, and i'm joined by we of little 3 today we got squirrel patrol john breslin john
1: what's going on brother how you doing not much it's been a busy day trying to keep track of everything that's going on but i'm excited we still got baseball so
0: yeah and also joining me keith eister what's up keith how we doing good to see you
2: doing good good to see you happy yeah. To
0: be here. yeah we're glad to have you here man of course uh I mean, we got a little extra time today, right? We got started early, which is the opposite of how I usually do things. But you know, John, I'll just ask you right now: How have you, how have you been doing with you know no sports
1: other than this weekend? I mean, I've I learned MMA, right? Like, I've been <laughs> having fun. Yeah, uh, you know, it's a it's a great sport. It's something I never would have thought I would be into, but um, you know, it helped me pass the time. And you know, I've been reading about basketball, reading about baseball, and now it's it's. It's great that it's finally kicked off. And
0: Keith, have you have you picked up any new sports? Because I I don't know, like I did some uh, League of Legends stuff, and let's just say I'm not going to go pro in League of Legends. Not going, I'm definitely not going pro in Counter Strike. I suck at that. But uh, Keith, what about you? Have you been playing any of the niche sports?
2: I was out in those KBO streets for for quite a while. Oh. That was a good time.
0: <laughs> oh uh, man. Okay, so here's my question to you guys because I know the answer for me. What happened to your sleep schedule, Keith, when you were blasting KBO?
2: Oh, it's still destroyed. (laughs) still trying to get back on track.
0: (laughs) You know, it's funny. I was actually uh, talking to Dave Potts, Cheese is Good, a few weeks, and I said, you know, my sleep schedule has become really bizarre because I only nap now. You know, I don't sleep for eight hours at a time. I sleep for two hours here, three hours there. And I quit KBO
1: because of this eventually, but, Uh, John, did you have the same
0: problem and are you still having it?
1: Exact same problem. I did KBO for maybe 10 days and (laughs) in that 10 days I overslept my alarm twice, you know, and then, and then the other eight days I've got my laptop up. I've got the covers pulled up over my head so my wife doesn't wake up. You know, she's like kind of groggily asking me, are you doing lineups? I'm like, no, no, I've just come back to bed sweetheart, you know, but yeah, I, I overslept twice and then that was the end of my KBO career. Up to this point, we'll see what happens in the oh, next week. I, I don't know if
0: I can go back to it, man. Like, I actually thought, you know, obviously with the Marlins and Phillies games getting canceled, I thought, man, if this keeps going, maybe I'll have to jump back into KBO. I think I'm going to still keep blasting golf, keep blasting some other things. But, of course, until then, we have still got baseball. If, you got, if you're if you playing on FanDuel, you should know that Locke is at a very bizarre time today. It's actually – at 6.05 Eastern, they have included the Toronto-Washington games, the Cubs-Reds games, and the Atlanta-Tampa Bay games. you are on DraftKings, still at a weird time. It's 6.40. They're still including that Reds and Rays games, but a little bit different tonight. So we're bringing you Grinders live a little bit early. So uh, let's talk about this slate because, John, I got to say, man, and it, this happens every year, right? Every single year we take a look at these slates. And beginning of the season, oh, we've got great pitchers. Oh, we have so many good pitchers to choose from. This is great. I don't, I can't decide between these guys. And then a few days later, well, things change up a little bit. And, John, this is one of those slates because the pitching here is terrible. Like, it's just awful to think about. Like, I, I mean, we've got Mike fulton as the most expensive guy. We have chalk Josh James, which we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But let's just start it on the pitcher side because
1: – John, this whole thing is a mess today. It is, and it's, you know, it's the uh, fourth guy in the rotation now. So we had all the aces on, on Friday, and now we've got the other guys. Uh, there was really no aces. Josh James is. he's You know, he's probably going to be the chalk option tonight. We've got some kind of weird price differences with faulty between, like, FanDuel and DraftKings. We don't know how long any of these guys are going to go. And then when we get into the bullpens, we've got the condensed schedule – where you know all the, the bullpens are already taxed. So it's gonna be interesting from a pitching perspective. It's gonna be interesting from an offensive perspective with the stacks. We could see a lot of high run totals tonight.
0: Yeah, I mean that's I think that's one of the weird things about this slate because you look at all this pitching, and if everybody doesn't like the pitching, you would think everybody has to like some of these stacks. But Keith, as I look, I see a lot of ownership is going to be on Boston. Houston's going to get some ownership the Mets are going to get some ownership it's weird that we're on a slate where not everybody likes the pitching but nobody really likes any other stacks even
2: yeah it's it's a very weird slate um it's still the whole thing is unpredictable I mean just from over the weekend we we've seen tons of late scratches and all that so obviously keeping an eye out for that but
0: yeah we already saw that with Eric Hosmer today if you were playing the early slate uh Hope you hope you got that news came out about half an hour before game time where possible it was weird because I don't know, John. Did you see this where like two days ago he was scratched with a non-COVID illness? He played yesterday and now today he's also scratched. I don't know.
1: That's a weird illness? Right. So, it's and it's a, it takes on a different perspective in these, you know, in these times, right? And we're gonna see late scratches and it's it's gonna run into basketball as well. It's gonna oh. be a huge issue there. Um but yeah, I mean baseball, guys are getting scratched. With no additional details, and there's HIPAA policies, and we don't we don't know exactly what's going on. It's going to be an interesting season. It's Yeah, it's going to be weird.
0: Like things are just going to get weird. Let's talk about speaking of weird, Josh James chalk night because I think this is one of the first points you have to decide because in tournaments you can see right here in Rotograms giving you guys a little peek uh, behind the curtain, see the projected ownership here, and there's going to be about. Three fourths of the teams that have Josh James on it. And, you know, we're going to talk a lot of tournaments on this show. If you're playing cash games, yeah, go ahead. Fire up Josh James. You can fire up anybody against Seattle at this point. But, Keith, I'm going to ask you right now like, Josh James chalk night, are you eating it? Are you fading it? Because the strikeouts are going to should be there. The run prevention against Seattle should be there. The innings might not be there. And uh, I don't know how I feel about a Josh Chalk, Chalk J- Josh James. What about you, Keith?
2: Yeah, it, it's the pitch count and the command that that worry me. I mean, he can get wild and run that pitch count out pretty high. We don't know exactly how long the pitch count is going to be tonight. Um, I'll be fading it slightly, but I'm going to have some for sure.
0: What about you? Because what about you, uh, Squirrel? Because I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, I, I'm single lineup crane tonight, all right? I've decided I'm single lineup crane, which means that anytime you're doing just one lineup, I like to get weird. There's no way I'm playing Josh James in a single lineup because he's just going to be so popular, especially in these smaller buying contests. You know, you look at the $15 buy and he's going to be 75% owned. That's an automatic fade for me. John, I'm pretty sure you agree with me here. What about you? What about, where are
1: you doing here? It's tough because I mean, the temptation is to fade him, but I, then I don't know where you go. Um, you know, is it Tyler Glass now maybe, but he could have limited pitches. You know, all of these guys could have limited pitches I was looking at the K props before the show and I think Josh James is, is at six and a half. No one else is over four and a half. Uh, you know, usually you're seeing somebody at eight and a half, you know, seven and a half, you know, six and a half. Uh, and then, you know, four and a half is, is kind of a low point. Uh, nobody's over four and a half except for James tonight. So um, I don't know. I mean, I think if you're going like single entry, maybe you're looking at a Seattle stack. If you want to be that contrarian, are you looking at my lineup right now? Is that what you're doing? Are
0: you looking at my Boston uh, Seattle stack? That really makes me feel a little disgusting,
1: but hey, single entry, you know. Get I mean, I think a little crazy. For multi entry, I mean, I'm definitely going to have some Josh James. You know, I'm going to maybe try to cut it off at 50%, uh, but yeah, then I'm definitely going to have some Seattle stacks because if he's if he's 75% owned and if, if Seattle goes off, it's not like Josh James, you know, is going to definitely shut them out and, and he's, he's an ace at run prevention. Uh, so he could get blown up and then, you know, then the Seattle stacks can be carrying the day. All right. Let's talk about Fulton average because,
0: you know, this is a guy coming off an injury. The match against Tampa, it's good. We like the ballpark in Tampa for pitchers, but you look at what the Braves have done. Neither Max Fried nor Mike Soroka threw more than 69 pitches, even though they were pitching well. If salary, if he was 2000 bucks cheaper, I think I would have some interest in Fulty At the same time, Nobody's going to play faulty, and on this slate, you know, if he gets you twelve points, that doesn't sound so bad. And if you like, I'm finding myself building lineups where I've got like three or four thousand left on the table, and I'm saying to myself, "Why not play a little faulty?" I mean, it's—is he one of the safer options in the context of this slate, Keith?
2: I think he is. He is one of the safer ones. Uh, If if the ownership is going to be that low, I I definitely have interest. Like you said, with the price, uh, we don't really have money concerns on this played as far as the salary cap is concerned. So, yeah, I think I'm on it a little bit.
0: So, other pitchers, okay. Aaron Savale, I kind of wanted to play him, but that game right now is listed as orange. You know, Roth does not like that game. Dylan Cease, I am going to be ceasing to play him. Yeah, sorry, right. I got dad jokes <laughs> today base. Um, I wanted to – I really did. A couple hours ago, I said, I'm going to come on this show and make a case for John Lester because I figured, you know what, We've got a guy that if he's throwing well, the Cubs will continue to let him throw since then he does strike out at a high rate. Maybe we get, you know, maybe we get 15, 16 points here. Unfortunately, John, it doesn't, this game is really dangerous according to Roth too, especially for pitchers. Is there anybody up here that interests
1: you a lot? Not really. I mean, there's no one you can make a really strong case for because the issue is we've got limited games and then there's weather issues in, in a couple of the games that we know are, you know, haven't been canceled already um so yeah i mean you're gonna have to take some risk i do i think with cash games you're gonna have to go with josh james i I think there's no way around it and then if you're really multi-entering for tournaments you're gonna have to accept the risk of going with with someone like lester that or savail that could get rained out or they could get a a rain shorted outing i wish i knew whether lester was going to go because
0: though i don't like him i think because of the innings he has big upside now if i get news in the next hour and a half that less that game's going to be good we're going to play I mean do I love it no will I roll the dice yes I do like Adrian Hauser and I wanted to talk about him because we're looking at a guy here that will probably throw 80 to 90 pitches not a ton strikes out over 20 percent of his batters he's got a matchup with Pittsburgh that it's not as good as what people are going to think it is Pittsburgh in the offseason the coaching staff they have basically done nothing but preach taking pitches fouling pitches off, keeping at-bats going long, which scares the crap out of me with Adrian Hauser. that said, I like the skill set. I like the implied run total. I don't think the downside is that high with Hauser. Keith, is he on your list?
2: He's on the list, but I don't think the strikeouts are there. Uh, Pittsburgh's a team that, that doesn't strike out a lot. You've said they, they're getting more patient now, so uh, definitely worry about that pitch count too. Um, I like somebody a little bit cheaper.
0: Uh-oh. OK, so it's not Michael Walker. It's definitely not Michael. Walker. It's not Michael Palmer. He's going to throw nearly as many pitches as I will. Is it Mike Montgomery against the Tigers? It is. All right. Talk to me about yeah. Mike Montgomery and I'm going to go throw up a little while you do it. <laughs>
2: yeah, I also am when I click the button. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's 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 just about attacking the Tigers. I mean, there, there's just not a ton of power. Um, I mean, Crone or Cabrera could run into one. But uh, like there isn't much else to work with. Um, I think there's a little bit of strike out upside, uh, not a ton, but uh, just compared to everybody else, it, he's equal or better. And uh, just the price is, is there, and you can play whoever you want pretty much if, if you're on him out there. All
0: right, John, I'll go to you now. Do we, do we like Hauser at all? Do we like Montgomery? Do we like playing on FanDuel so you only have to roster one of these guys? Like, <laughs> what's the plan tonight?
1: Yeah, um, so I'd, I'd take the other slide, maybe of the Mike Montgomery, and look at Michael Fulmer. Um, is I don't think he's going to be limited in any way. Uh, and the he's, Tigers he's supposed to be just the opener. Oh, is Fulmer just the opener? Yeah, he's just the opener. He is being followed by oh, it's
0: like Bo something. It's a guy I've never heard of. Hold on, I gotta I gotta find the name. Bo Burrows? Is that it? Yeah, Bo Burrows is the guy's name that's supposed to come
1: in after Fulmer. Okay. Yeah. So then that blows that out of the water. Um, I was going to say a Fulmer cause he was a, a full-time starter previously. I wasn't expecting him to be the opener. Yeah. Then we're even more limited. I mean, yeah, he would have been my guy too, for what it's worth. Like when I first looked at this slate, I assumed that Fulmer was going to be my lower on, you know, any,
0: anybody against the Royals up like,
1: right. <laughs> and then cause we got an opener with Boston as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, are we, are we thinking maybe trying to, to stick in Zach Godley? Because I think he's going to get a few innings after the uh, after the Red Sox opener. Okay, here's my issue with Zach Godley, all right? He sucks. Right. <laughs> like Zach Godley's
0: not good. I mean, you're looking at what's the highest run total on the slate. Like, I don't know. Are you are you playing Godley at all? Or are you just, uh, Keith, are you just staying off of Godley? Like, I don't want to play any of these guys. I really don't.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'll have any Godly. Um, yeah, I'm it's, with it, you, man. it's going to be Hauser before Godly for me.
0: All right, so we like James, we like Hauser. I think you can play Glass now because three or four innings of Tyler Glass now might be enough on this slate. If I can get four or five innings out of Fulty, if I if you could guarantee me five innings out of Fulty, I really might lock him in tonight. Really, I don't know who else I would play, but um, yeah, it's definitely a slate where. If you're playing Josh James, just know you got to get weird elsewhere. You know, if you can see the projected ownership right here. If you're playing Tyler Glass now and Josh James together, that's fine. They have good projections. Okay, just know that in tournaments, it's going to be tough to get a little bit different. Now, speaking of a little bit different, I want to touch on the sharp side of Streak app really quick. Because I got in there, I get through, Devin, go and throw my lock set up today. the day. Because I already said I like Adrian Hauser, so you know that I'm going to be messing with this game a little bit. It's going to be under nine and a half on the Pittsburgh-Milwaukee game. And look, it's – I don't know. It's early in the season. Like, we're throwing darts, but it's still a really good ballpark. I think Hauser's fine. Steven Brout's somebody who I don't think is good, but he's better than people believe he is. Uh, Keith, did you have a sharp side lock pick of the day?
2: I did. Uh, I've got the over in the uh, Boston Mets game. Um, Loving both of those offenses. I think they can put up over the 11.
0: Yeah, it's uh, that was, if I was gonna go with something else, that was going to be it, which kind of leads to talking about some of these hitters because a lot of the chalk today is going to be revolved around the Boston Red Sox. I mean, you can see the projected ownership here, and I'm just giving it away. Like, sorry, Roto Grinders Premium team. I'm just showing everybody the projected ownership. Uh, My bad. You know, JD Martinez, John, he has been over 30%, I think, every single slate we've had. He has been incredibly chalky. Boston, first night, they crushed it. Even though they didn't hit a lot of home runs, they were still the highest scoring team after that. Haven't been doing that great. What do we think about J.D. Martinez in the Boston
1: offense as a whole time? So I, I think he's going to be one of the highest-owned hitters for sure. Uh, probably his, his outfield mate, uh, Andrew Benatendi, as well, um, just because he's got the platoon advantage. Um, and, I, yeah, I'm probably going to try to be underweight, both of those guys, uh, just because I don't know that they're necessarily going to, going to crush it as they have not, you know, they've, um, they've kind of been bad chalk the, the last couple of nights after, after you know, after coming out of the gate really hot on, on opening night. Um, so yeah, I'm probably going to try to go underweight just because I think the ownership is going to be a little bit out of control.
0: Okay. So I am still not sure what I want to do with Boston. Do I think they are the most likely team to score the most runs? Yeah, I do. At the same time, it's pretty much a pick and game with the Mets. And if you look down here on the Mets side, I mean, you've got high ownership, but not ownership that is as high. You know, Keith, you mentioned liking the over in this game. Do you have a particular side that you like?
2: I do prefer the Boston side, but uh, I'm more on the lefties. Uh, it looks like Ben is going to be up there in uh, ownership too. Uh, Devers' price is up there, but I think that holds the ownership down a little bit. And if I'm going to roster someone like Mike Mo- Montgomery, I'm going to have the money to do it. So <laughs> Devers is the guy I'm, <laughs> I'm on.
0: Uh here in Mike Montgomery man that's just you know you wait four months to do a roto grinder show again and now you and we're stuck talking about Mike Montgomery it's just the uh, I don't know it's a weird <laughs> weird way to be John we're gonna talk about some of these stacks in between but I gotta talk to you about the stack that I know I know you're gonna play a little bit of it you know I'm gonna play a little bit of against Chalk Josh James let's talk about some Seattle stacks baby are you with me here
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I think they're going to be very low owned and I think they've got almost as good a chance as any other team. I mean, I, I think maybe my, my top stack tonight would be the Mets. I, I do. I, I like them. They're getting a huge ballpark shift. I think there's a weird platoon things. I think they're opening with the lefties. So I think the Mets lefties might be under owned because people are going to see the L next to the Boston pitcher. And they're going to like, they're going to uh, go past uh, Conforto and, and the Mets lefties. But I mean, I like the righties too. Um, so you know, I like the Mets a ton. But yeah, I mean, in terms of an underowned stack, I, I love Seattle. Um, they've got young player uh, Kyle Lewis. I think he's uh, outfield eligible. Um, he's, he seems to have been doing well. Um, you know, Kyle Seager. I mean, that you know, it's not a, it's not a, you know, powerful lineup, but it's not it's not a lineup that gets a lot of name recognition either. Um, and you know, if they're coming out at two percent owned, then I mean, that could be uh, GPP winning. So.
0: All right, so I got to ask you: Can you pronounce the guy, ba- the name of the guy batting sixth
1: for Seattle? Yes. Uh, let me see. Keith, can you?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Jose! I believe oh, Marmaleos, yeah, I, I believe.
0: Marmalade. All right, all right. I, I'm just testing you. You know, a little early <laughs> season test. You know, in case I have to start doing hockey shows. You know, i got to make sure I can start getting some weird names in there. But yeah, if you're going to differentiate, I don't hate the idea of playing Seattle. And, um, you know, throw, like I said, throwing some guys that nobody have ever heard of, like a Kyle White. Kyle Lewis has been playing really well this year. And, he, you know, he homered off Erlander. Um, so, yeah, he might be the only one to do that this year, sadly. All right, other stacks, Keith. Let's talk some of the other stacks that we like. Where else are you looking today? Uh,
2: my favorite low on one is Kansas City. Um, kind of the same situation as John was talking about. You've got an opener in Fulmer who throws from the right side. I believe it's Soto that's projected to come in from the left side. Uh, so I'm loving the right-handed power in Kansas City. Uh, Soler would be the top pick there. Uh, love Mondesi and Perez as well. Franco can hit one out. So I'm on Kansas City.
0: Yeah, I haven't lost money playing Mikel Franco in a while. This might be the slate to do it. Um, you know Sal Perez. You know we had a question in the chat earlier, and if you guys have a question in the chat, feel free to fire them up. We'd love to answer them. But um, you know they asked for a you know cheaper catcher, and I'm going to have problems finding a cheaper catcher that I like more than Sal Perez. I mean just 2.7 K over on DraftKings against a bottom five bullpen that is in a bullpen game after Mike the Fulmer opens. So uh, yeah, I like Sal Perez. John, are you on the
1: Royals as well? Yeah, I mean, I think I think they'll be low owned, um, and you know, I mean, you're getting like nine innings against or eight innings against the Tigers bullpen, basically, uh, so that's appealing. Um, I guess uh, you know, in terms of catcher, uh, and Grandel, I kind of like the the White Sox a little bit tonight. It's just a question of is that game going to play? Um, but I, you know, like Grandel, I like Grandel, like the Incarnacion on the White Sox as a just in terms of a, a stack. The White Sox and then with uh, Grandel feels that hard to fill catcher position.
0: Yeah, I I I wish I knew whether this White Sox Indians game was going to play because I might very I might just play you know Aaron Savale and just move on with my life. Um, I just don't know. Of course, if you want to know more, we're going to have Roth coming up at crunch time that starts at five o'clock or six o'clock. I'm sorry, starts at six o'clock Eastern. So make sure you check that out for you premium members out here. And um, yeah, five minutes.
1: Five minutes before Fandle Lock.
0: Yeah. So if you're playing on Fandle, once again, Lock is in, a, what's that, 45 minutes? So uh, yeah. Uh, they want to know how we feel about Kess and Hira. Um, I, like these Brewers' Righties, this is a game that does have weather issues as well, but I don't think it's going to be worried. Uh, it's not something that we're going to worry about. I don't know. What about the Brewers' Righties? Because Pittsburgh's a park that typically holds righty power down even though the Cardinals uh, threw that b- belief in the trash can over, over the weekend, the Cardinals. Uh, but the Brewers, you look at a guy like Lorenzo Cain, Kesson Herr, Ryan Braun's always been a lefty masher. I don't know. Maybe the Brewers are a little bit interesting, Keith.
2: Yeah, a little bit. Um, there's a couple <laughs> others I prefer. <laughs> um, I, I would rather go to, to the Chicago-Cincinnati game um, if the weather holds up. Uh, If that if it looks like that game is not going to go, then I I definitely think I would pivot to the Brewers Uh, like the park is a little bit worried to them Uh, Brawls a little bit better than people think. Um, Not so not not one of my top stacks, but but I could see that as a pivot if we run into some weather.
0: Yeah, you know, and just talking about pivots, uh, we can talk about pivoting off this Mets Red Sox game and it's as far as what game is likely to have the most runs. Keith, I know you think it's this game. John, do you think it's this game? I think it's Red Sox, Red Sox-Mets. Yeah, so everybody knows this, too. So there's going to be, I would guess, 40, 50, 40 to 50% of lineups out there are going to have the Mets and, and or the Red Sox. So if you're, you know, single entry crane tonight, you might want to look elsewhere. Now, neither of these teams have the highest team total on the slate. That belongs to the Houston Astros against Kendall Graveman, a guy that didn't pitch last year. Likes to get a lot of ground balls, but again, He's not all that great at pitching, so against Houston, that's not that big of an issue. John, I'm saying projected ownership with the Astros lower than it probably should be. I'm not sure I buy that, but what do you do with the Astros tonight? Because if they're going to be low-owned, we're supposed to have a lot of interest.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's, that's a great point. Um, that, yeah, they're not the first pivot that came to mind just because i kind of perceiving them to be popular, even though they probably won't be. I think everyone is going to gravitate to that Red Sox game. And yeah, I mean, that, that Houston Astros lineup is still loaded. So you've got uh, Springer and Correa and Bregman. Um, and they, what they're, they're facing up against Kendall Graveman, who's, who's coming back from an injury. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a good, they, they, they're going to be lower owned than they should be. Maybe we should, we should help correct that. <laughs>
0: so, I mean, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing yet. Like I said, I'm building one lineup tonight. I have not decided right now it's Boston and Seattle. Um, Man, that is a depressing sentence to say. You know, we have had Jamino upload – or he has updated projections a little bit, but still we're not – we're seeing George Springer at 13%, Jose Altuve at 11%, nobody else over nine. And Keith, for a team with a, five and a half, 5.7, you 5.7 know, run team total, I don't really know why more people aren't interested in Houston.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely like it. Um, I, we don't really know what Graveman's going to do. I don't think he's pitched. I mean, he pitched a little bit at the end of last year, but he missed a year and a half before that, I think. Uh, and that Seattle bullpen is is terrible. So I think that's a great spot to attack. And if they're going to be this low owned, yeah, I have a lot of interest.
0: Oh, John, you know what we're going to do tonight? We're game stacking Houston and Seattle. Yeah, all right. Yeah, let's <laughs> do it, baby. Let's have a good time. Man, that is. We're going to be the only people watching that game outside of Houston and Seattle. And people in Seattle, let's face it, they're watching the sounders and they're getting ready for the crack and they're not watching the Mariners anyways. So, uh,
1: yeah. it's nice. All the games start early tonight. So we're not going to be up late like we usually are.
0: Well, I mean, unless you're getting ready for KBO.
1: That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can at least get a nap in, you know, before you say, uh, your KBO. my sleep
0: schedule is still just a complete disaster. I slept until 10 this morning and it was like, it was, it was like God shining down on me. man. It was amazing. Um, We got some questions about the Braves in the chat. Robert Thompson really, really wants to know about the Braves. So let's talk about Atlanta because this is one of those spots that is interesting because we've talked about Tyler Glass now, how he's probably not going to go more than three, maybe four innings, which means that we get a raised bullpen. Now the raised bullpen, it's one of the better bullpens in baseball. That said, it's still a bullpen. It's still a team in Atlanta that can put up runs in a hurry. Keith, should we be more interested in Atlanta?
2: I don't think so, and I think you're you're right. I mean, Glasnow is is very tough when he's in there, and then the bullpen, it, it does scare me off them a little bit. Okay.
0: I, I, I'm sort of with you. I They are way far down on my list. You know, Tampa Bay is one of those teams that is smarter than the average Bear. You know, they're not just throwing out these gas cans like a lot of teams are. I'm not playing Atlanta. John, do you have any of, of the Braves?
1: Not really, and I think the issue – is the bullpen and the ballpark as well. Um, you know, cause they're, they're playing in Tampa and that's just a, a park that's going to suppress runs a little bit. So you're just, you're not as likely to see a huge blowout game, you know, 12, 13 runs. Uh, and it's part of the reason I think the Tampa bullpen looks so good is they're pitching half their games in a, in a good pitcher stadium. Uh, apparently KBO is off of FanDuel
0: now. Oh, we, are, we hardly knew you. Their price pools were getting tiny
1: though, as it is. Um, they didn't even have the pitchers. They said the team team <laughs> name, true. you know, yeah, yeah.
0: Dutton starting pitcher, right? Kewoon starting pitcher. And How many have... players? How many players? KBO players? Could you name right now?
1: Oh, Kewoon starter was one that I can name <laughs> 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 on FanDuel at least. They didn't. They updated everything after all the games too. I don't know. I remember from uh, my, was... my one week of playing. I had to... all the games were over.
0: I had some talks with FanDuel about that, saying, "Look, guys, if people are staying up until 6 a.m. watching these games, update the bleeping scores." And, well, I guess they, they don't listen to me. I don't have enough pull over there. Uh, let's talk about Cleveland because obviously Jose Ramirez had the massive day yesterday. They get a guy in Dylan Cease now, good prospect. Get some strikeouts in the minors. Still, weather concerns here. Keith, are you on Cleveland?
2: Uh, I'm not on Cleveland uh cease is talented uh high strike outside he can get a little bit wild so there could be some stack potential if I'm playing him it's going to be a full stack
0: yeah yeah you definitely wouldn't go I wouldn't go one-offs here even with Jose Ramirez he's somebody that does run really hot and cold I'm still not that interested in him I do like playing against the bullpen though um what about you John are you on Cleveland at all
1: no I think Keith said it well I, I think you know I'll have some stacks, but um, it's not a lineup I'm looking towards for the one-off power. Um, and then there's the weather concern as well. Trying to find these other stacks
0: that might be low on Detroit. I'm seeing a little bit of ownership flowing toward the Detroit Tigers, Keith. I'm so sorry. That's, that. Hey, that just means you're getting leverage with your Mike Montgomery teams.
2: You're right, <laughs> I'll I'll have a little Detroit too. Uh, like I said, that that the righty power can definitely get to Montgomery, so I'll I'll have some Crone and Cabrera in there.
0: Look, I do I just don't get it. Like, are people really going to play Detroit when this is a slate where salary doesn't really matter? All right, we we have all the salary we want on this slate. Boston's too cheap. Everybody's too cheap. The starting pitchers all stink, so you can save a little bit of money there. I don't understand why people are going to play Detroit over Houston. I'm really talking myself into Houston now. I think that's where I'm going to go. We do have a question, though. Can you guys or anyone answer me? (laughs) We can answer you, buddy. We got you. Should I go Suarez, J.D. Davis, or Kyle Seeger? Single entry term. Got the salary for all of them. And, John, I'm assuming that this guy is kind of new to baseball because the answer is always go with the correlation. But do you have a preference between those three?
1: I like J.D. Davis. Um... Okay. I actually kind of like him as a pivot to um, from J.D. Martinez. Go J.D. to J.D. because they're about the same price on on DraftKings. Um, And I think J.D. Davis has got good power. You know, he's getting a huge ballpark upgrade. Um, So, yeah, I like J.D. Davis. I actually don't even remember who the other two guys were. It
0: was Eugenio Suarez and Kyle Seager.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, J.D. Davis. (laughs) Definitely
0: J.D. Davis for you there. Um, And, yeah, again, like – He's not gonna to be too popular. He'll be probably, you know, 14, 15% or so. So, uh, yeah, JD Davis, I think that is fine. And of course, if you're, what you guys gotta understand now, if you're playing cash games, this obviously doesn't matter. But, you know, Keith, maybe explain to the people why stacking is so important in baseball. Because we've got people coming in now. You know, the season's just starting. We're definitely gonna be having some guys coming in that have never played DFS baseball. And the question, the answer with questions like that, is always just to correlate. I mean, Keith, explain to the people why correlation is so important in
1: baseball.
2: Just the way the scoring system works um, and just how hard uh, baseball is to predict. I mean, just to absolutely nail the correct three or four home runs from random guys across four different lineups is really hard to do. Um, when your lineup is correlated and the team starts going on a little run, you start picking up run score, so you get the walks, the singles first, and then you get the run scored and the RBIs as they get driven in. Somebody hits a two two run, three run homer. Now you're in business, as all your guys are going to be getting points on that.
0: Yeah. Um, if you want to take a look at sort of some, you know, just just to learn from some of the pros, take a look at the fifteen hundred dollar contest, even the three hundred thirty three dollar contest over on DraftKings or on Fanduel, because. You're going to see the top players night in and nine out double stacking. You're going to see them going five from one team, three from another. On FanDuel, it's 4-4. Four, four. You stack four from one team, four from another. And on nearly every tournament team that's at the top of the leaderboard, that's what you're going to see. And as Keith said, it is really bleeping hard just to try and pick out the home runs. Like, if you try and do that, you're going to lose. It's like, try, you know, I can't not believe I'm going to this reference because it's, I'm completely backwards here. It's like trying to find goals in soccer what a life I've learned to live over this over this quarantine time. <laughs> but it's just, it's not good to do. And if you're not double stacking, you're really giving up a lot of an edge. And uh, yeah, just kind of take a look at those big tournaments. You know, we post the links to the FanDuel contest over on Rotogrinders in the forum. So you can see what other pros are doing. Graftings, you can do it just from the user page. Just click a live contest, you know, click the sport, click live contest. You can see any live contest that's running. Take a look at what the pros are doing. Try and emulate that and you're going to be better for. Um, (laughs) Eric Johnson wants to know if the Marlins are going to be loaned. Yes, they will be. Uh, Okay, we got a question here. FSU Drew wants to know, what is the best way to stack the Red Sox? Now, there are a lot of different ways to do it. You know, everybody, as you said earlier, everybody's going to play J.D. Martinez. Andrew Benatendi has been incredibly popular as well as incredibly bad. Um, John, do you have a preferable way to stack the Red Sox?
1: I mean, you know, you're going to have to decide whether you want to go with J.D. Martinez or not. Um, you know, I'd probably, you know, if I'm going to try to do a little bit of a contrarian, I'm going to maybe skip Martinez and maybe go with someone like Mitch Moreland, who still has a ton of power, um, and he's probably going to have a fraction of the ownership of, of J.D. Martinez. Um, then you've got the guys the lower lower part of the, the lineup uh, for Dudo, um, Jackie Bradley. Those are still good hitters. Um, they're getting, getting a good advantage against Michael Waka. Um, so maybe that's what you do is is you go a little bit farther down the lineup, you know, Moreland, Verdugo, Bradley. And then if you're playing on DraftKings, you can you can get the catcher in there as well, Vasquez. Yeah, Christian Vasquez is
0: fine. Mitch Moreland somebody that if he's going to be under 10% hitting fifth for this team, I have got a ton of interest in him. In fact, Keith, if I was stacking up Boston, I think Moreland would be the guy that I made sure to get in there because – he has as much power as anybody on Boston. And if he's going to be under 10%, he's the kind of guy that I want in my stacks.
2: Yep. And then I, I think another key to differentiate is the three-man you play them with needs to be low-owned. So somebody like the Royals, even the Rays maybe, um, but definitely a low-owned stack with them. You can't pair them and um, who's going to be next the popular? To, yeah, exactly. I mean,
0: game stack it. Like, good luck getting yeah. different, you know, differentiating with the game stack. You're going to have to play a pitcher that's, you know, 3% owned if you do that. Yeah. And, it's, and I think that's a really good point because my first build today was a Boston stack. And I kind of looked and I said, I can't play a good team with them. <laughs> you know, that's why I said, oh, maybe I go with Seattle. <laughs> like, if you're playing Boston, everybody's going to be playing the Boston. That stack's going to be 25, 30, 40, even, maybe even percent owned. Get weird with it. Go a little crazy, make yourself a little bit uncomfortable with who you play. Um, at least Jose Peraza is hitting ninth again, so John, we don't have to lose money with Jose Peraza batting in the middle of the order.
1: Are you glad about that? Yeah, I mean, that was, so he was the chalk, was it Yes, just last night, um, especially in cash games. I think he was like, second base, second base eligible. I, I think he was like seventy percent owned. That's so silly.
0: Like, and I he was hitting fifth and like twenty three hundred, and I get it, but it's still Jose Peraza. He's bad at baseball. Although the opening night he did how many points did he have opening night? It was something stupid. Yeah, twenty four DK points, and he hasn't had a, and he hasn't had a hit since. So uh, yeah, all right. Um, we have a question. We are we kind of talked about this. Is it best to do a five X stack or a four three one stack? FanDuel I'm doing four four or four three one. DraftKings I'm almost always doing five three. If you want to do five-man stack and then three guys for home runs, that's fine. You know, John, you're somebody that has had a ton of success in qualifiers, which means that you have a ton of success of getting right to the top leaderboard. Do you have a preference when you're trying to make sure you get that number
1: one spot? I've gone back and forth. I mean, this is something that I I think about almost every day. I I don't think there is a right answer. I think it depends. I think sometimes with the pricing, depending on the slate, uh, Five man stacks, you know, you kind of run into combinations. You you can't really stack a team effectively with pitchers uh, with doing five men. Uh, And sometimes you've got multiple first basemen. uh, You know, you'd want to get both of the first basemen in. Like you see, like the White Sox uh, might have Abreu and and, and Carnacion. So I actually try to mix it up now. I do both. um, I'll do a a pile of of five man stacks and I'll do a pile of, of four man stacks just because a lot of times you can't get a good stack with all five guys. Yeah. it's And that's it. I know it's frustrating
0: because, you know, if you have that, you have a five man stack and four of the guys crushers, I just need that one of the guy. Come on, Jose Peraza, do it for me. And well, he never does. Cause it's Jose Peraza. Um, I know it's, it can be frustrating, but if you've got a team that puts up 13, 14, 15 runs, chances are you're going to need the five man stack of that team. Cause they're going to be doing it. Uh, they're gonna be hitting some dingers. Um if you got any more questions, go ahead and fire them up in the chat. We would love to answer them. They didn't want to know about some of the low-owned stacks. Uh we've talked about the Royals, we've talked about the Tigers, we have begrudgingly talked about the Seattle Mariners. Keith, any other low-owned stacks for you? Because that ownership's pretty spread out tonight as far as the secondary stacks outside of Boston.
2: Um, I do have a little interest in Tampa Bay. Oh. Um, Fulton-Evich can give up some power. Uh, he he started to come on at the end of last year a little bit, but if he's more the guy we saw in the first half last year, I mean, Tampa Bay can can hit some home runs.
0: The problem with stacking Tampa Bay is that I never know who to play. I, I like I mean I mean Choi is leading up. Did you see the G-Man Choi thing yesterday?
2: Hit right handed for the first time in his life
0: and it, <laughs> it hit it and it Homer. That was amazing, Don. <laughs> did you see this?
1: I didn't. I didn't see
0: that. Uh, yeah, he, he is now <laughs> a switch hitter after training with his brother in Korea at his brother's hitting school. Came over, had his first right-handed at bat of his career, and hit a dong. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not you. Got to be more impressed than that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was good for him.
0: Oh, that, oh come on. That was... I'm
1: glad he didn't go back to the KBO. I was worried he was going to go to Korea. Be <laughs> <laughs> totally honest. I'm, I'm glad he's been, you know sticking it out in, in MLB. Yep. We, now we just got to bring
0: uh, Mel Rojas back over. We've got to bring uh, Dan Straley. By, by the way, for you guys who have not been paying attention to at KBO, Dan Straley's an ace over there. What a world. You know, Keith, you mentioned the Tampa Bay Rays. Is there anybody on the Rays that you like in particular? I assume it has to be the lefties because Fulte has always had trouble with left-handed hitters.
2: Yep, absolutely. The lefties, uh, Choi, Lau, ago. Uh, and maybe some Wendell, but he doesn't have quite as much power. So so really just the guys at the top of the order.
0: All right. You can always play my boy, Jose Martinez, former Cardinal great. And um, I hope you're doing well over in Tampa Bay, Jose. We miss you up here. Um, QQ, how do we handle weather reports for cash games? Um, you know, John, I know you play a little bit of cash. I'll let you answer this one. To me, if it is even a little bit concerning, though, I stay the bleep
1: away. Yeah, definitely. I think you have to just cuz you, you can't take that zero if you even avoid it. Um I think tonight we're a little bit fortunate because the um like the Mets Boston game is probably where a lot of the cash game components are going to come from. So it's, the weather concerns aren't as uh aren't as bad in, the, in that game. I, mean, I don't think there are any other weather concerns in in the Boston game. Um so yeah, I'm going to be avoiding uh yeah, you know, the Cubs, Reds, White Sox and Indians in cash. Yeah. Like, here,
0: if you're building a cash lamp, and I know we're supposed to talk about tournaments, but um, I'm on air, so I'll do what I want. Like, you're playing Josh James here. Th- this is what a lot of people are going to do, right? We're playing, let's see, Andrew Benintendi, even though he stinks. We're playing Xander Bogarts because he's cheap enough. We're playing, uh, who else, J.D. Martinez. Let's go to the Mets side. I mean, th- this is basically what you're doing, right, if you're building cash games. Am I missing something?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's, a, that's yeah exactly how I think most people are going to start.
0: Yeah, let's see. who else do we got? I'm uh, Ed Rosario. I'm not paying five thousand from Ed Rosario when I can pay four two for Zen. Like cash games are just going to be Boston stacks. they are too cheap. Yeah. If you want, if you want to differentiate tonight, don't play Boston because everybody's going to be playing the Red. I'm not playing the Red. Sox. I have Red Sox on my team right now. I'm not messing with them.
1: And not do
0: it. If it. Burns me. it Burns me.
1: There's no picture to pay up for other than Faulty.
0: Yeah, that, you know, it's a good sign, good point you're making there. And I, I'm not sure if it was even the point you were making, but I'll just make it. Leave <laughs> some salary on the table tonight, boys. Yeah. Do not be afraid. I, I have built some lineups that I consider viable that had 2500 bucks left on the table. And yeah. I I know it's uncomfortable because you always look at your lineup and say, man, but I could upgrade this to that or whatever. It's baseball. You're going to get four or five chances maybe. Embrace the variance. Keith, I think if you're ever going to leave salary on the table, this is a really good slate to do it.
2: I agree totally, and and like you said, when when you have the twenty five hundred sitting there, and you're like, oh, I can get up from uh, Kyle Lewis to JD Martinez, why wouldn't I do that? Well, it's important to stick with your correlations.
0: Yep, exactly. And if you in plus Kyle Lewis is going to be two percent as opposed to JD Martinez being thirty five percent, is there a seventeen and a half times you know chance that? <laughs> JD Martinez outscores Kyle Lewis? No, no, there's not. Uh, they want to know Devers or Bregman. I think Bregman's going to be a heck of a lot less owned. I think they both have an equal chance to do something, so I'm definitely going to go with Bregman there. Um, we, Tyler keeps wanting to know about a Cincinnati stack as somebody who was going to play John Lester if the rain was okay. I'm not all aboard the Cincinnati stack, but heck, he wants to know Philip Irvin, somebody who has Philip Irvin here. John, has Philip Irvin ever been priced over $2,000 on Fanduel?
1: On Fanduel? Um, I'm not sure. He's, yeah, he's cheap on DraftKings as well. I actually like the red stack um, because they've got some power. I, I I wish there weren't so many weather concerns in that game, uh, but they've got Aquino, Aristides Aquino. Guy hit like 47 home runs and 500 at bats last year between Triple A and the majors. Uh, I don't know that people necessarily know who he is, and, and he's kind of an all-or-nothing type hitter. Um... But yeah, I mean, he can he can hit bombs. So that's a guy that's probably going to be very low owned um, and has multiple home run upside. Just assuming the game plays and plays all nine innings.
0: Yeah, I, if you were going to play the Reds, I have no problem with it. And there is a the Reds are as boomer bust as it gets, which I think makes John Lester, if the game goes, also very boomer bust. But Aidenios Suarez, Nick Castellanos, Aquino, um, you know, Joey Votto has actually been hitting the ball really hard since the beginning of the season. Even Philip Urban at the top of the lineup. I have no problem with these guys. And on the other side, I mean, Keith, are, you, are we playing the Cubs? Maybe this is the game stack.
2: Yeah, I have interest in the Cubs too. More power. Um, I, Reds for me, definitely one through five only. Um, but I do I do like the power in the lineup. Uh, Nick Castellanos, revenge night. Um, He's bad
0: too. And- I, I, have a, I have a buddy who's a Cubs fan that sent me like this. I, I'm not kidding. I was like, like a 10 paragraph thing about why Cassidy was a great play tonight and it all revolved around. He was mad at the
1: Cubs.
2: Yeah. For not bringing them back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I do like the Cubs side too, as as long as the weather's good. Got um, yeah, uh, Brian, I mean, it's, it's, it's really the top five there too. Um, I don't mind taking a stab on Souza. He's got some power, but I haven't, we haven't really seen it yet uh, coming back from an injury.
0: I rostered Stephen Suza Jr. so much when he was with Arizona that I feel like I should own a jersey at this point. Only he never won me any money, so I'm a little I'm a little angry. It's the I, John. I see you nodding, so I know you're in the same boat too.
1: I should buy a jersey, yeah, you know, from him for no reason,
0: yeah, just, to, just to sacrifice it
1: uh, <laughs> for disappointing me so many times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, that'll be a good uh, good toilet paper if we win it. Uh, QQ. Who is the better bat to finish a three-man stack of the Astros with Altuve and Brantley locked in? Bregman or Springer? I'm always I'm always going Bregman
1: myself. Yeah. So Springer Springer is hitting leadoff. Um, so with a stack, like it's not as correlative as Bregman is because Springer hits a leadoff home run. It's a, it's he's only getting points for himself. Um, you know, and it, so it's not a huge difference in the correlation, but. Yeah, I'd probably go with Bregman.
0: Yeah, I'm I, Bregman's just a better hitter.
1: Like, uh, they want
0: to know Josh James' ownership on FanDuel. Keith, I feel like we're probably looking at 50% here on Josh James. I, I mean, You know what? Heck, I don't care. I'll pull it up. Sorry. Sorry, premium people, but I'm pulling it up. We're going to find out exactly uh, what the Josh James' projected ownership is. You can probably – you might be able to see my really, really – yeah, my awful script from the early only. Is Jared Weaver still getting – or uh, not – Luke Weaver. Is Luke Weaver still getting crushed? Does anybody know? probably okay
2: <laughs> I can tell you oh. one second yeah he was get like Soon I looked I up a-
0: and he was the first one to uh, give up a run on the slate I'm like, well, that's always a good right. time for the guy I have 100% of uh, Josh
2: Andrews- run- huh? the Padres currently have the bases loaded with nobody out
0: <laughs> oh no so yeah there's six minutes left in this show and you guys get to watch six <laughs> minutes of pain Keith you can just update me and I'll see- and I don't have my currently winnings up but I promise you they're going down <laughs> Yeah, Josh James over on Fanduel we're looking at about 44%. You know, Fanduel he's 6.7k. I would be more apt to play Josh James on Fanduel actually and just leave a thousand bucks on the table on every single on every single lineup. Like John, do you think that's a viable strategy over there because he's 6700. So literally everybody's going to play Josh James and just pay up for a ton of bats shouldn't we just get play Josh James, leave some salary on the table and see what happens? You can.
1: And and I think that's, that's something that plays in with stacking as well. You're trying to avoid duplicate uh, duplicated lineups, right? Because there's only so many four and four combinations you can have. And when you've got like a, you know, 50,000 person tournament um, and everyone's trying to stack four and four, one way to make sure you avoid duplicates is make sure you're leaving a ton of money on the table. Now there's some nights if the pricing's really tight, that that's going to be unwise, right? Like you, cause you're in a, you're going to end up with just terrible lineups. But, yeah. you know, tonight, tonight where we think the best pitcher is priced at, you know, 6,000, you know, 6,700. Then, yeah, you can leave some money on the table and still have uh, an effective lineup.
0: Yep. I might I might just do that. I wasn't going to play FanDuel tonight, but I might throw 150 in there and just lock You only have if 20 minutes. Playing a fan,
1: what? You only have 20 minutes if you're going to play I, tonight. Oh,
0: come on. You've both died every slate. How long does it take you to actually build a script?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> hopefully not long <laughs> I'll move,
0: I'll move I'm i move quick. i like the win, baby. And again, if you are playing Fanduel, lock it is in 20 minutes. All right, Keith, give me some home run calls, buddy. Who's hitting a dong tonight?
2: Um, sorry, I wasn't prepared for this. That's all right. Uh, let's, I, go, I, I, let's go. Let's go, I, Devers. I'm quick. <laughs> yeah,
0: quick, like, You just never know where it's going to come from.
2: Yeah, Devers.
0: Rafael Devers, all right. What about you, uh, John? Who's hitting one out for you tonight?
1: Uh, I'm going with Aquino. Uh, the Aquino? Reds yeah. Oh, you really want that Cincinnati game to play, don't you? Yeah, I mean, so yeah. I mean, I, assuming the game plays, I like him. I like him in the ballpark. Um, I think he's got a ton of power. So. All right, best
0: shortstop option. I mean, I'm going with Bregman. I think a lot of people are going to play Xander. I think they're both great plays. Do you have anybody else, Keith?
2: Um, Javi Baez, if the, if the weather's good,
0: I like the Javi Baez.
2: Uh, I uh, Alberto Mondesi, too. Yeah, oh, he's you, cheap.
1: You even got like the John, yeah, yeah,
2: for the price. <laughs> he, he's cheap.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't really need the money, but tonight. But I mean, he's I think he's the best value at shortstop. All right, uh, who are
0: the two pitchers? And we're just going to build the guys' whole lineup. Them. I should stack in a single entry. Then it has the reds and ask so the offenses are going to be pretty low on. I'm still not playing Josh James. I'm single entry. Like I'm just not, you want to multi-enter and have a lot of Josh James. I get it. But if you're just single entry life, like he's going to be 75% on. If he somehow has a bad outing, you're knocking out three quarters of the, of of your opponents. So I definitely have no problem fading Josh James. I would, I'm going Hauser. I like my boy Hauser tonight. And that SP two, I don't, I don't know, man. Like it's whoever fits. Like if you can fit faulty, I say
1: go for it. John, do you have a preference here? Well, we have to see what games are going to play. So the, the Roth updates are going to be pivotal. I think as uh, Seville's uh, viable, but not if it rains out. You know, I think John Lester is viable, even though I, I like the Reds' power. Um, you know, I think Lester is viable, but again, getting Wade Miley, it's, it's a desperate night for pitching. Um, but if they if these games are still looking ugly when we get up you know up to lock time on DraftKings, um, it's going to be really hard to avoid Josh James. I think if less if this game goes, I think
0: Lester is elite GPP option. And I understand Cardi is probably going to come on in ten minutes and tell you guys that I'm an idiot. That's all right, I can live with that. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Let's end it on a sad note: Jackie Bradley Jr. or Jacoby Jones. <laughs>
1: Neither. Neither. Neither is the
0: answer. <laughs> That's what
1: we're going That's, with. I'm mean, going go know. Bradley just because of the projected run total, but I think he's hitting ninth, eighth or ninth. Um,
0: and that just means he correlates with the leadoff hitter. Uh, you're yeah. playing with Benintendi.
1: Uh, it's, it's eighth. He's, he's hitting eighth. Oh. He correlates with Peraza.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Okay, well, <laughs> if you want to throw up a little bit, that you go with the Jackie Bradley Jr., Jose Peraza, Andrew Benintendi lineup, and – um. Well, we'll torch our money together. But guys, we got to get off here. We got to make way for crunch time. That's going to be coming up for you premium users here in about 10 minutes. Once again, make sure you check out the Sharp side app. I'm my sh- current streak is at 0, which is less than I'm wanting it to be, so I'm going to try and get back on the uh back on the horse tonight. Want to thank Keith Iser and John Bruslin for joining me. I'm Eric Crane. Good luck tonight everybody. See you later. Peace. <music>